From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Any sign of the white flag, Michael Torres. From Studio C. See, senor. Dimly lit room. We're deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, midweek, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Nine. The Supreme Court justices sitting on high in judgment of all that needs judging. Why are they our general manager? I've just been following the oral arguments and the affirmative action stuff with interest. Uh huh. Court watchers seem to think the conservative-leaning SCOTUS, which is a terrible-sounding word, uh, is likely to do away with affirmative action in colleges. Well, here's where someone jumps in and says, Jack, it's very difficult to interpret the way the court is leading from the oral arguments, blah, 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 blah. All right. I didn't know this until yesterday. Sometimes it's easier than others, for the record. There are... A whole bunch of states that already have done away with race consideration, including California. <laughs> so sure. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe this is why I haven't heard as much about it as I thought I would on the news. If California decided long ago that, nah, this isn't a good idea, then how are you making that? I mean, California thinks yeah, it's a bad it, idea. Except that was back when California was a fairly moderate state. Now those rules and regs are completely ignored because the... Uh, cabal, the lefty cabal that runs education, finds plenty of ways to get around it. It's easy. In fact, uh, in the the Harvard case, there's some really interesting details about 
Uh, they established a holistic uh, r- regime for appraising students, including personality scores. And oh, by golly, turns out uh, the black kids have just winning, wonderful personalities that vault them ahead of the very personable, but not quite as personable Latinos, the not personable at all uh, white people, and the utterly, uh, you know, uh, you can't even take their personalities, Asian people. It's funny how that happened. So they ended up with the racial, uh, you know, quotas that they were looking for. Uh, states that have already done away with it, California, Washington, Idaho, Arizona, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Michigan, Florida, and one of those tiny little northeastern states. I don't know which one that is. Is that Vermont or not? the other one? New Hampshire. Oh, it's a map, clearly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, if some of those states, I'm sure, enforce that. Like I said, other ways find a, other states find a cynical uh, way around it. Mm. Gotcha. The will of the voters. <laughs> so the New York Times is reporting today that we have intelligence that senior Russian military leaders had a meeting about whether or not to use tactical nukes. So that's either a big deal or it's a nothing. I don't know which, because our people are having meetings about whether or not to use tactical nukes also. Ask, well, yeah, they're jawing about it. Ask Mike Lyons, because that's what he did for a living back in the day, was be ready to use tactical nukes if we were being overwhelmed. You have to be prepared for it. If you own them, you have to have a plan. You, you can't wait until you end up in a situation. <laughs> Where's the triggering device? Where is it? I don't know. I don't know. You're supposed to keep track of it. We've never had meetings discussing the use of tactical nukes, as reported yeah. in the New York Times. So I, I don't know. It's either a really, really big deal, like they're you know close to using them, or it's just part of what you would do if you own them. Yeah, I don't I don't really know much about the command and control at the upper reaches of the Russian military. I'm not sure they do as much contingency planning as as we do, yeah. which is a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but they are close to having their backs against the wall as uh as watching old Admiral Stravitas who used to run NATO and uh he he carried the codes himself in his pocket, he says. Hmm. When he was that guy. But he he thinks it's very unlikely Putin will do it because Putin loves his country so much. That's interesting. I hope he's right. I could believe that. I think that's part of Putin's desire to be one of the great czars of Russian history. Is he actually has great regard, perhaps fanatical regard for Russia. Hmm, interesting. Mother Russia. I thought he was just a self-serving MFer. Well, yeah, you know, an egomaniac needs a, a, a direction for his egomania to go, though. And I think that's Putin's. My fear, though, is that, you know, many of the egomaniacs of history, whose names are still bandied about, were willing to see their countries burn uh, when it became clear that their vision of it couldn't come true. The biggest news of the day is probably that Russia announced that it was going to rejoin a deal allowing the shipment of grain from Ukrainian ports that it had announced earlier in the week we ain't gonna let any grain out and uh the world was not happy about that and we made some noises that we would escort those ships with u.s ships i don't know if that's what turned the tide but anyway so the grain exports will continue and so there won't be mass starvation which is good you know this is the sort of thing i'd like to uh hash out with foreign policy experts ian bremer whomever and bore the audience to tears i find it so interesting that Russia made that declaration after there was a drone attack on one of their ships 
uh, there in the Crimea area, and they said, we can no longer uh, assure protection of grain ships. And several grain ships set sail anyway, and we made the noises you just made. And then Russia says, uh, agreement uh, back on, good agreement. Uh, what, what's going on there? What's the maneuvering? Are they are they maneuvering toward the bargaining table? Are they trying to make, uh, look, we're a citizens of the world type noises? And if so, why uh, did we send them messages saying, yeah, we'll blast your fleet right out of the sea? I think it's that. I think they, they were hoping that the world was not going to stand up for those grain shipments. And the world did stand up for those grain shipments. I think it's a constant testing the resolve of the coalition. Entirely possible. Yep. Um, I've also read that Putin is watching the elections, and he was hoping that there would be can- a lot of candidates running on, we need to stop giving money to Ukraine. We've got a- our own problems, which is the argument of some people. But I haven't heard it out of any particular candidates, certainly no major candidates that I'm aware of. And Putin was hoping that that would be a big issue in the election, and it has not turned out to be. Mm. We should start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, November 2nd, the year 2022. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Enough chit-chat. Time to get down to business. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. A senator from Florida going after Medicare and Social Security? I tell you what, I don't know where, as they say in Southern, I don't know where y'all been. Hot damn, boy. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hot damn, boy. Yeah, it's funny hearing him say the uh, the, the tried and true. They're going after Medicare and Social Security because, uh, you know, days away from election. I heard Netanyahu, and how does that turn out? I hadn't read that. Is he slightly in the lead there in it's, Israel? Uh, if his coalition hangs together, he's got a good chance. Yeah, Even as he's, like, under trial for uh, corruption. But I heard, like, one of his closing arguments the other day, and it was... On uh, trial. You're not under trial. You're on trial. <laughs> I, I am new to country. <laughs> I heard one of his closing day arguments and everything like that, and I know there are way more complicated issues than this, but the segment I heard of his speech was, and we need to make our schools better, and they need to stop getting in our way of wanting to everything. I thought, wow, how do you how do you keep doing that your whole life for anybody, any any politician? How do you just for your whole life for decades stand it, and our and they're trying to ruin our schools? And they're trying, I mean, it's sometimes people are, but it's just the. Yeah tried and true, you know, and uh, we need to help I'm put you. going to get the Israeli government off your back right. and get it on your side. Yay! <laughs> I'm going to lower the price of gas and make the schools better, and yeah! Woo! All right. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. A single mother came up to me in Haifa and said, I can't afford my groceries and my medicine. Well, we're going to take care of that. Yeah, it's, it's universal. Yeah, it really is. Um, how does mail bag look? Oh, it's quite strong today. Oh, really? Yeah, I recommend we get to it. Okay. Hot damn, boy. Hot damn, boy. Hot damn, boy. (laughs) I guess he's from the south side of Scranton. (laughs) Southern Scranton, (laughs) y'all. That reminds me. One of Sam's friends, because they had dress-up day at school the other day, went as Colonel Sanders. And I thought, wow, that's hilarious. And f- then just especially now, it's funny. I don't I don't know if I've ever seen anybody in a Colonel Sanders outfit. It's such a good, easy, obvious one. But <laughs> you don't expect uh, 12-year-olds to go in the year 2022 to dress as Colonel Sanders. Where does a 12-year-old get a white suit that fits? <laughs> that's just hilarious. Uh, anyway, so we've got a mailbag on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out down a dirty road. Actress Kim Basinger leads the push to crack down on the sales of stolen pets for research. Yes. That a, that a, and know. selling stolen pets for research. Is that a happening lot? I don't know. I'd never heard about that. North Korea has fired 23 missiles. That's the most they've ever fired in one day. That's a lot even for them. So, whatevs. And, uh, got- fired them into the sea. Seems kind of wasteful if you're, a, you know, a broke hermit kingdom. Uh, interesting list coming straight from the people in the know in the Republican Party. Who are the most influential voices prior to Trump? Who are the most influential voices now? We could go through that list. It's pretty interesting, I think. And uh, I went to a concert last night. The people that provided the music for the TV show Vikings. Really? Yeah. And uh, I'll have to talk about that later because that was, a, was an interesting show, interesting crowd. Are they a known commodity other than that? Or um, they, yeah, yeah, they were before okay. and they are now. Among the okay. among people who are in that kind of music, they're a very, very okay. big deal. Viking music. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Sub 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 genre, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Okay, a- Alex had the line of the day on that concert. I'll have to we'll have to get to that later. Oh, excellent, good. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. I love this one from George W. Bush. He's a good man. To those of you who received honors, awards, and distinctions, I say well done. And to the C students, I say you too can be president of the United States. There you go. As he was, he was a brilliant guy too. Um, I think what that speaks to, the reason I chose it, is it speaks to the idea that academic success is not the only sort of brain we need, the the brain that can achieve academic success. There are plenty of people who just cannot dig school. They just cannot get into it, but they're brilliant in their way. And, you know, I, I want to see those people empowered, not discouraged by the it's only college crowd. Mm. Anyway. Mailbag. Drop us a line. What they need is more Viking music in their lives. That's what they need. It's a Viking playing the organ, I think. Big flowing blonde beard. Horny hat. Lots of long braided chin beards. Oh, yeah. And the audience. Yeah. Good look. Then is now. Uh, Let's see. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. On the topic of COVID amnesty, as suggested in the Atlantic... Kevin, our COVID correspondent from beautiful Placerville, California, writes, uh, What amuses me is these folks skipped right past the part of admitting they were wrong and straight to asking for forgiveness. Even today, many of these grotesque policy failures are still in place. The Biden administration is still fighting for vaccine mandates, though the courts of the CDC still holds to the completely unscientific notion that masks prevent aerosolized uh, respiratory viruses. Certainly non-N92s don't. We can't talk about amnesty unless there are some admissions of reality and some accountability. At a minimum, we need to see every worker fired over a vaccine mandate rehired with back pay, as was recently ordered to be done in New York. I agree oh, wow. completely. We need to see every public health official that pushed mask mandates or school closures or other pandemic policy, which been which had been ruled out before COVID, only to be foisted on the public without any scientific backing. We need them exposed for the frauds that they are. And maybe after that, we can talk about amnesty. Anyway, Owen 2. Mm. Owen 2 is so yesterday. The new one is, uh, I yield the rest of my time, but F this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do we still have that handy, Michael? I love that clip. Yeah, that should be on our forever bar. Speaking of uh, sassy young women, apparently it's gone. Uh, this is from Jeff pointing out that, uh, remember old Greta Thunberg? The uh, mm-hmm. nice little girl from uh, Norway or Denmark or Sweden or one of those countries. She's now 48. Two of her kids um. are grown. <laughs> how dare you? That's how time goes by so fast. She is the, uh, she is the, the climate change girl who... Mm-hmm. For some reason, those who are, there's a term for this, and I can never remember what it is, and I can't, there, there's a certain kind of person. No, 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 that's a different thing. There's a certain kind of person who believes if a child says it, it's especially holy and important. You have and stolen my dreams. Sorry about that. I don't think I have. Um, and, 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 I didn't so, mean to. You know, it's the whole out-of-the-mouths-of-babes thing, but they take it real, like, way too seriously, like in a cultish way. But anyway, uh, Greta Thunberg uh, used to say her goal was to pre- protect the climate from or the planet from climate change, but now she says it's to overthrow the whole capitalist system, which she says is responsible for, quote, imperialism, oppression, genocide, racist, oppressive extractionism. How? <clears throat> I understand when you're young, you, you, you have these ideas, but how? How has nobody said, hey, let me tell you about China. So China's not a capitalist system, and let's tell you what they're doing currently. They're the world's leading polluter. They have a million slaves. What else do you want to know? Now, to the extent that they embraced the free market, they brought their people out of poverty and developed scientifically in an amazing amount of time. But now they're going back away from it. And it's oppression and death and disease, Greta, sweetheart. I know you think you're smart enough to direct the world, but we, humankind, have tried that over and over again. Doesn't work. With your empty words. (laughs) Meanwhile, Andrew on the left coast writes, uh, over the holiday weekend, I attended a number of teenager Halloween parties dressed as James Bond style uh, spy. I pretended to pull one of the I pulled the trigger like I was shooting somebody like James Bond. And the response was literally do it. I wouldn't care. Pull the trigger. And, wow. Uh, nobody found that weird or wrong. He said, I run into that sentiment so much among teens. And he says, P.S. I'm 16. So it's not weird that I went to teenage parties. It's weird that I listen to talk radio. <laughs> A couple of things, Andrew. That's a pretty funny line. In in the very little time we have left, uh, number one, being blasé and world-weary is a pose teenagers have have used since certainly I was a teenager. I may have done it myself, um, although there is a problem with with suicide and despair and that sort of thing. And uh, and we're on the lookout for it, and, and good for you. Uh, finally, uh, it's important, Andrew, that you conform completely and harshly criticize anybody who doesn't in your peer group. Stop listening to talk radio. <laughs> if you missed an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, 
I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In China, the winner of a $30 million lottery jackpot is not telling his family about it because he doesn't want them to get lazy. <laughs> it's just going to be weird on family vacations when the kids are like, why is dad in first class without us? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think I would tell my kids. If I, there's, so tonight's Powerball is $1.2 billion. Is that right? Uh, something astounding like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot to buy a ticket, and that's uh, that's my entire financial plan. <laughs> it might be as good as any right now, with the Fed about to announce a 0.75 rate increase today. Um, uh, duh. yeah, 1.2 billion dollars is a lot. I don't, I don't really don't think I would tell my kids. I think I would keep it secret. I'd see, I'd keep it secret from everyone. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I've, I've, I've war gamed this out many times. Nobody needs to know. Judy would know. Um, but nobody else. I, unencumbered, nobody would know. It would just be me. Now, uh, the Queen Mary parked out front of my house might alert some people that I'd had a financial turn for the good, but I don't think I'd buy anything. There's nothing I really need or want. I just I don't care about stuff that much. Well, so. give the money to me, then. So I don't know what good I got a long list. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere I want to go, and there's nothing I want. So I don't know what good the money would be. I got to have one of those super yachts uh, confiscated from the Russian uh, oligarchs, the kind with like a, a, a boat that's bigger than I could imagine on the back of the yacht. And there's a helicopter on that boat. And that helicopter carries a boat that has a separate <laughs> helicopter on it. I want one of those setups. <laughs> <laughs> These assholes in their fucking yachts. 
I would love the security, and I would buy my son the best mental health care that exists on planet Earth, and I would fly him in a private jet to wherever I got to go to get him that. That I would do. That I would enjoy. But other yeah. than that, I just I just don't care. Um, uh, Powerball! Michael, you bought 100 tickets, which is only smart math. Yeah, you know, 100 times sure. more chances of winning. Just so. smart. You, you are 100 times more likely to win than you were before. Wow, wow. So he's ahead of me by 99. Oh, wow. When I when I get to the convenience store. He's a hundred times more likely to win than you. How are you going to... I've been so stupid. How are you going to compete with that? <laughs> the, um, the other side of the argument always is, though, somebody is going to win. Correct. So, yeah. I've won a couple of drawings in my life that I had zero expectation of winning. Now, granted, the odds were significantly better than this, but... So it happens. Four-day, three-night vacation, deep-sea seniorita fishing down in Panama. That's from a country song. Ah. Um, uh, yeah, he went a draw. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of money and how much you got, did you realize that October, the Dow was up 14%, its best month in 46 years since 1976? Mm. Another superlative slash extreme. This one fairly positive, I guess. The best month for the Dow since 1976. That's astounding. God damn, boy. How did that fly under the radar? How did I not hear that? There's Tex Biden. I would have thought the mainstream media would have been all over that, you know, heading in a week week out from an election. But I don't know. Um, Here's here's some other news. I've got a couple of things that i got to get through here. Ian Bremmer was tweeting about this. This is huge, huge. So we've been talking recently about, I've been talking about how I need to get TikTok on my dang phone because it, becoming more and more aware, it's bigger than Google now. More people are searching on TikTok than on Google if they want to know about a restaurant or a band or something like that. Uh, the, the, the the guy who was hosting Saturday Night Live the other night, how come I'd never heard of him? He's a TikTok star. That's where I, I'm just completely out of the loop on what's going on. The FCC commissioner said yesterday, I don't believe there's a path forward for anything other than a ban for TikTok in the United States. Wow. Because it's so dangerous to us. They're run by the Chinese Communist Party. It's just a way into our phones and computers to steal all our information. And uh, and that's really interesting. The most popular platform in the entire country for entertainment and information. The FCC saying we got to ban it. I, I just read a great description of TikTok and why it's so uh, successful, and it frightened me. It reminds me, you're saying, you know, oh, everybody's on it. It's this is it's bigger than this. It's better. And all of that is true. It's absolutely true. But I'm reminded of a conversation I had with a drummer. I played in a rock and roll band 100 years ago, and this, he was a drummer and also a drug dealer. And he said to me, hey, Joe, there's this new stuff out. They call it Crystal. It's just like cocaine, but it's way, way less expensive. And, of course, he's talking about what we now call meth. He's like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's great. Because TikTok is shockingly addictive, especially to young people. I mean, makes the, you know, the previous social media that we were saying, oh, this is terrible for the young. It makes them look innocent. I'm telling you. Hmm. Hot damn, y'all. Is that what he says? Hot damn, boy. Boy. So I did. Well, first <laughs> of all, damn boy. First of all, Ian Bremmer's own response to his own tweet was this is the best news Facebook has heard all year, and it's probably true. But I usually don't read the responses, but a couple of them were kind of interesting to the idea of banning TikTok. One of them, th- these are just from regular people. That would be a mistake. It's a great site. 
was one person's response. Yeah, All right. Well, well said, Fred. Way to pay attention to the news at all and then comment <laughs> on the story. I thought this one was good. So the only viable course of action for preventing the collection of personal data through an app by a foreign government is a ban asking as a European. That's the idea. And in Europe, it's it's the opposite of the way we do it here. The personal information belongs to you. You have to opt into giving it to a company. They don't get mm-hmm. to just automatically take it. Uh, where we do it for what for I don't I don't know why we're still doing it this way. I think it's inevitable that we go the European way. But for now, my my kids always want to. Uh, there's some video game or something like that. Can I get this on my computer? Or will you get it on your phone or whatever? And it's free. Well, then I know what it is if it's free. I don't even have to read the user agreement. I'm gonna cl- I'm gonna download this little app of mindless fun for you, and it's gonna say somewhere in the user agreement that it gets to take every keystroke I make on my phone about everything. Get get all my contacts, etc., etc., etc. Don't trust China. That's just a horrible system we've got. Don't right trust now, Silicon Valley either, sir. Well, yeah, you ask why we do, why do we have that system? Take a look at the biggest lobbyists in America. You will see all of the social media giants at the top of that list. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out because just looking at some of the comments, fair amount of pushback from people. I love TikTok. No, the government can't do this. No, so people that just either. Maybe are aware and just don't care. I don't care. There are funny, funny videos or hot chicks dancing or whatever. Funny hot chicks, too. Funny hot chicks with cats. I mean, what gets better than that? Oh, now you got me. Yeah. So, uh, do I have time to even do this? I do, I think. Eh. Eh? Eh, go ahead. Or should I tease it? What do you think? What's, What's the best way to do show business here? Tease it? I don't know. I don't care. How long is it? It might be a better tease, so I'll tease it. But Ken mentioned this. The guy who runs Twitter, which is another uh, social media platform, Elon Musk, uh, is going to change the whole blue checkmark thing, he says. Twitter's current lords and peasant systems for who has or doesn't have a blue checkmark is bull S, he tweeted yesterday, which it is. It has been. Power to the people. Blue for $8 a month. So now it's just going to be $8 a month and you get a blue checkmark. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that, because the blue check mark was just so you knew which was the legitimate account of in, somebody nah, who's a public nah, figure. Nah, in theory. Yeah? Yeah, that's not the way it actually worked, though. They doled them out. Uh, it was kind of arbitrary. Where way arbitrary and way heavy to people that influenced things in the direction that they liked. And they yeah. would grudgingly give it to people who, you know, rose to such a level that it would be too ridiculous to deny him a blue check mark, blue check marks on the right. But right, right. Uh, so it was a wacky system. But the idea of just giving to everybody for eight dollars, I don't know. I, 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 I just wonder if Elon is going to succeed in having a more balanced platform, but render it irrelevant then in the in the conversation, which might be a good thing since it's so one sided politically. I don't know. Yeah, there's virtually nothing he could do or not do uh, to Twitter that would bother me. I don't. I I just don't care. It has a powerful uh, voice, enjoy. a very powerful voice in our politics. Oh yeah, absolutely so. Uh, but the left is allegedly abandoning Twitter now wholesale. I don't believe it. I think it's as uh, credible as their threats to flee to Canada. If you know whichever Republican bugaboo of the moment gets elected, I think it's just phony hand flapping. But, but these things can come and go overnight, as we've seen a couple of different oh, times yeah. with different things. Yeah. So uh, all of the current blue check mark influencers on the left could go to you know bitter that starts today. Bitter would be a good name for it, and uh, <laughs> I 
too good. Perfect. <laughs> and and all of a sudden, Twitter might just be irrelevant. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And Elon, having spent $44 billion, will have, I don't know, a, a messaging service he and his friends can use. Yeah. He's got a MySpace with a blockbuster in the corner. That's what he's got. Oh, oh that reminds me. There's this uh, column in what what of the uh, various rags is this? Uh, the New York Times. Uh, this headline is so cute. Twitter, once a threat to titans, now belongs to one. The idea being, it used to be the voice of the little guy overthrowing dictatorships and and the voice of dissent and brave, brave free speech, but now it's owned by a titan who would... The oppressors have taken over. You mother scratchers. (laughs) This Kevin Roos clown for the New York Times... Are you serious? Are which are, look? If you're an ideologue, you're biased and you're trying to pitch a particular point of view. Well, okay, fine, go ahead and do it. If you don't understand how stupid your point of view is, you're stupid. You're a stupid, stupid, stupid head. This these giant social media money printing platforms that are the largest lobbyists before the United States government. They are a monolith. Of lefty ideology, Jack, those figures you gave us yesterday about employees of the tech giants and and where they give their money politically. Yeah, I should run through those again. Actually, that'd be perfect. So you can guesstimate them, right? uh, Yeah, the number one was Netflix was the most one-sided in terms of employees donating to Democratic candidates in this election cycle is 99.7%. And then it goes down from there with all everything you've ever heard of. Apple, Tesla, Google, just everything that is a tech company is in the 98 to 100% range for how people donate politically. Right. So this economic lobbying monolith of lefty opinion wasn't a titan before. Swayed elections? Everybody knows it swayed elections. Everybody admits it. So you're telling me, oh, the the power, the the hard scrabble, poor little upstart Twitter is now owned by a rich guy. Oh no, social media owned by a rich guy? Jeez, dude, seriously, what colors the sky in your world? Yeah, I always wonder when people say that if they actually believe it or if they're just you know throwing the argument out there to. Um, so we got this list. They interviewed 14 of the top Republican strategists in America about what the most important voices are out there in terms of news and opinion now versus pre-Trump. So you're looking 2012, 2014 versus now. And it's pretty interesting, the shift. And you'll see oh, if yeah. you still follow some of the older voices or are really into the newer voices or whatever. Speaking and of I want to hear about that whole wacky Viking music thing. Oh, yeah. I do have to tell about the... The Viking concert I went to. Yeah, yeah. I dug up a little music to give you a little taste. So you'll yes. Know, so you'll know kind of what it sounds like. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A lot of interesting stuff to talk about today, including concert I went to last night. Cue the Viking music, Michael. I, I told uh, Alex I was going to see the Viking concert, and uh, he watched. You watched a little of the video. Is that what you did? I looked up a little bit of the music when you told me the name of the group. Yes, and uh, I didn't know whether you were to applaud after a song or sacrifice a goat. Yes, you have to, you're supposed to bring your own uh, young goat. And four slits. bars of that, and I feel like pillaging something. Well, that, that's what the crowd was. The crowd was fired up. Bunch of yeah. big guys that look. So this is the group Ward Wardruna. I don't even know how to say the name of the group. They provided the music for the TV show Vikings, which I don't know if you watched any of that. It was really cool. I watched like the first episode, and I really would like to see the rest of it. But anyway, I'll have yeah, to talk it's about pretty good. I'll have to talk about that more later. It did actually look like a crowd that might sacrifice goats in the hmm. aisles after hmm. the music. Well, you got to appease, uh, you know, the gods up there in Valhalla. Yeah. Lest they rain their fire down upon ye or something. It was the greatest sound system I think I've ever heard ever in any venue in my life. Mm. The lows were just like your whole body vibrated. Really made you want to uh, rape and pillage. Really is what made made me want to do. I'll pillage. I will not rape. No. No, no, no. Uh, So more on that later. Came across this. Uh, just yesterday. So uh, this was done by Axios, who does pretty good work. They talked to uh, higher-ups in the Republican 
world, 14 of the Republican Party's top consultants and operatives across the country, with the election going on right now, talking about who used to and who currently has the power in the Republican Party. And that's just kind of a broad term um, in terms of like influencers and that sort of stuff. So pre-Trump, they're talking 2012-2014 election cycle, at the top was Drudge. And, you know, if you're of a certain age, Drudge was like the first thing you clicked on every single morning to check the news at that point. And it was all from the Republican perspective. Drudge was number one, followed by National Review, which had been influential since the 60s, 50s, with William F. Buckley. U.S. Chamber of Commerce, the NRA, the Koch brothers, the evil, dark Koch brothers. Oh, I've heard about them. Heritage Action for America, and then they threw in a whole bunch of different things. Tea Party Express, Freedom Works, Senate Conservatives Fund. Post-Trump, none of those same organizations or people are on the list. At the top, it's Donald Trump himself. Donald Trump, his family, and former aides, which seems obviously, evidently true, right? You can't argue with that. Followed by Tucker Carlson, Daily Wire. What's Daily Wire? That's uh, Ben Shapiro's app. That's Ben Shapiro's thing. Okay, I yeah, like they that. Do, they do good okay, work, too. I like that. Yeah. Breitbart News. Steve Bannon, who came out of Both. Breitbart? Uh, more or less. He's kind of his own force. Breitbart's not exactly the same as it was back when Breitbart ran it himself before he no. died. No. But Breitbart, Club for Growth, the Susan B. Anthony list. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Then the other influencers are Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, Joe Rogan they put on the list, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Charlie, yeah, he's, he's not exclusively uh, conservative, obviously. But. Charlie Kirk and Marjorie Taylor Greene. I was oh, just wondering. Lord. I would love to see the same sort of list for Democrats. Ask the Democratic um, operatives out there what how they see it. Because that has to have changed, too, hasn't it? But oh, I'm sure, yeah. How many times is do you have all of the major players change in a couple election cycles. I got to believe National Review was toward the top of that list my entire life since I was born and now they're not on the list at all. Yeah, yeah, you know what's funny you bringing up the Tea Party Express uh, brought back vivid vivid memories because we were a, a part of the Tea Party movement. You know, locally, regionally, nationally, whatever. Uh enthusiastic supporters of it and there came a moment when phony political hacks said, whoa, these people are fired up. Let's make money off of them. Let's just feed them what they want to hear. We'll never challenge them. We'll just feed them red meat crap, and we'll all get rich. And that was the Tea Party Express. Yeah. And there's so much of that in modern uh, politics, both on both sides of the aisle. You know, I care more about my team, really, and, and our internal functionings than the other team. And it bothers the hell out of me, all the greed heads who are trying to mislead people on the, the uh, conservative side. Because um, I, I, it's pretty easy to recognize it once you know the earmarks of it. Um, but you know, but, know. but but our our two big parties are the only game in town, really. And I just think it's interesting that the big influence influencer list changed completely in a couple of cycles. I yes. can't believe that that's happened before in so short a time. No way. No. And no. and does it does it morph again that much in the next couple of cycles? All those people are gone, and it's a whole new crowd. I wonder. I think that's entirely possible. Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, the great uh, characteristic of the modern era is not the amount of change. It's the pace of the change. Oh, absolutely. And that's why everybody goes crazy. God, Chris Rock was making the joke 20 years ago, here today, gone today, 
Oh, that's, that's not even close to the yeah. pace that we've got going currently. You, you could end your career in the blink of an eye, for instance. Or rise to superstardom. Yeah, yeah, and then fall just as quickly. So It's not good. It's probably not healthy. Probably not. The churn rate is a little uh, unsettling. <laughs> but I, I don't say. know. Yeah. If you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.